Trouble, trouble, boil and bubble. That's what's cooking with Terry and his friends in far-off war-torn China. Pat Ryan, Burma, Flip Corkin and Terry are confronted with a problem. And I'll confront you with it in just a moment. But first, come on all you boys and girls. Hurry to become good luck mascots for a real army pilot. Yep, we invite this whole gang shebang to be mascots for a fighting and flying pilot of a North American B-25 bomber. A real bomber, mind you, not any make-believe. As mascot, you get to have your name and good luck message go to war with the daring pilot of a B-25 as he flies to blast the Japs and Nazis. Oh, boy! Think of your name right there in the crew compartment when your battle bird drops his bomb. That makes you his good luck mascot. Wee! What a thrill for you! We make this wonderful offer to help sell more war stamps, and that means more bombs for Uncle Sam's brave air fighters. And so the world will know that you are an Army pilot's good luck mascot you can also get these two important gifts. First, a big, beautiful color picture of the North American B-25 bomber high in the clouds flying full clip over dangerous mountain country. This breathtaking picture has your personal shield of honor certifying that your name and good luck message have gone to war in a B-25. And we also send you a handsome button, a big bonanza to wear on your coat lapel, proudly showing that you are a pilot's good luck mascot. The button goes to boys and girls alike. And it sure is easy to get in on this exciting offer. Even a first grader can join up. This remarkable offer, the first and only one of its kind, is made to help the sale of war stamps and also to get you acquainted with Quaker Puff Rice Sparkies and Quaker Puff Wheat Sparkies, those delicious, nutritious breakfast cereals shot from guns. <laughs> Shot from guns, bursting forth as gigantic grains of goodness, tasting super scrumptious. Now, it's easy as falling off a log to become a pilot's good luck mascot and also get your two swell elegant gifts. So listen for sure at the end of this program. As you know, the beautiful Burma has been working in a remote hospital in northern China. She's become assistant to the famous Madame Chai, mother of the Chinese guerrilla soldiers. In this way, she has again met Terry and Pat. And because of the war, Madame Chai has delegated Burma to meet and talk with a pirate smuggler known as Captain Blaze. And so in a bomber, with Pat and Flip and Terry and others as the crew, Burma has flown to a hidden mountain hospital, the first stop on the flight to visit Captain Blaze. But here at the hospital, Terry has suddenly discovered that... Well, listen as he explains things to Pat Ryan. Here, Pat, you can see for yourself. Yeah. Now, this is the message that was supposed to have come from Captain Blaze. Remember, Burma received it and gave it to Madame Chai back at the airfield? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, this sheet of paper is sort of a questionnaire, a hospital form filled out by patients. And the patient who filled in all this writing is that fellow flying. I see. Now then, the handwriting of the Captain Blaze message is the same, exactly the same as the handwriting done here by flying. Hey, let me look. Yeah, like peas in the pod. Whoever wrote the message also wrote this hospital record. Well, this certainly puts us in a spot, Pat, don't you see? Yes, I see. Say, it was mighty smart of you to discover this monkey business, Harry. Well, I had a hunch. The talk we had with Flang, his interest in Captain Blaze, the fact that he was picked up near this hospital, everything was so phony. Yeah, the writing on those two papers is the same. There's no doubt of it. 
I wonder... Yeah, so do I. So does Berman Flip Corkin. If the hospital patient flying is really Captain Blaze. Well, that's the first thing we thought of. That Blaze may have framed this whole thing. Yeah, but according to Madam Chai, Captain Blaze is a big man with a red beard, a big voice, and Flang is a little rat. Yeah, we thought of that, too. I wonder if Captain Blaze could have sent Flang to this hospital. If Flang's being here isn't part of a plan of some kind. Yeah, it could be. They could be working together. In other words, Flang never deserted Captain Blaze at all. They just cooked up this thing. Flang came here, pretended to be suffering from shock. He managed to slip the message to Madam Chai and... And he sat back and waited to see what would happen. Yeah, and there's one other angle, too. What's that? Suppose that heel flang is working on his own hook. I mean, suppose Captain Blaze doesn't know a thing about all this. Charlie Pat, I'm all confused. All I know is the Captain Blaze message says he's willing to talk with Madam Chai and decide if he and his men will join her. But the handwriting is the same in the Blaze message and the hospital page written by Flang. Well, now, what are we going to do? Well, we could get hold of Mr. Flang and wring the truth out of him. Well, Flang wouldn't tell the truth. He's a slick customer. Oh, we could pretend we didn't know anything about this handwriting being the same. Yeah, but are we going to leave here and fly to the hideout of Captain Blaze? Now, that's the question. Uh, You mean and let Flang come along as our guide? Well, he says he knows where Blaze can be found, and why should he go in the plane with us if he didn't know? (sighs) You got me, pal. Maybe Flang is cooking up this whole deal on his own. Maybe Blaze doesn't know a thing about it, or maybe Blaze never intended to make a deal with Madame Chai in the first place. Carly, Pat, I don't know what to decide. You? Look, let's find Burma and talk with her. She's got a level head for a gal, and maybe she'll give us an angle. I think she's in the hospital office. Come on. Thinking for a hop for three we find Missy Burma in some place along here. Come walk like me, Stoba. Hurry. Now we knock, knock, who's there on door. It's like this. Who's there? You see, Stoba, it always happens. See, Connie is show you. It always happens. Knock, knock, who's there? Say, what is it? The game? Come on in. Oh, where's it, Connie? Come in. They've got big soup, you know? Well, come on in, both of you. Be careful, soup. You bump your head. Uh-uh. I knew it. You're too tall for the door, Sue. Well, come on, get inside. Shut the door, pilsy wilsy Well, what's all this? What's the trouble now, Connie? Oh, no trouble. No monkey doodles. It's big news for you. Yeah, news for me? Swell. Sit down, Connie. You too, Stoop. Sit down. Take that chair over there. Make yourself at home, Zitzenzy. Oh, Sue. Did you hurt yourself? Gee, I forgot how heavy you are, and these chairs so darn frail. Go on, Connie, help him up. Oh, super is bulky girls now. Yeah, well, come here, Stoop. You better stand over here. All right, now you just stay put. If you get to moving around, you'll break everything in the place. <laughs> Boy, I'm sure glad you're so good-natured, mister. I'd hate to be 15 Japs when you meet him. Stupid is strongest gentleman's in China. Yeah? You'll never see six feet again or 300 pounds. Does he eat a lot, Connie? Oh, yes. He push up plate many times for food. It's like feeding army. I can imagine. Well, Stoop, you go right on eating and fighting the Japs. You're a great man. That's no fooling. All right, Connie, now what's on your mind? It's about our plane. What about the airplane? 
Is I have been discussing air hoppings with Stupa. Is I have explained this visiting to General Blotz. Captain Blaze, not Blotz. Oh, yes. So you're thinking of going to visit General... Uh, I mean, Captain Blaze. Big Stoop is great man. He can show you where Blotz is living, you bet. In Tibet? Tibet, you bet. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's just shift into second speed. You say Big Stoop can show us how to reach Captain Blaze. You are beautifully exact, Miss Ivana. Yeah, well, how does Big Stoop know? Oh, as plain as nose on floor. Big Stoop was children in Tibet, you bet. But Tibet is a big place, Connie, you bet. Big Stoop is also a big man. What's that got to do with it? Uh, Confucius say, even a snail can fly through space if it attaches itself to the tail of a dragon. I don't get it. Confucius also say, do not despair. The fiercest thunderstorm... Well, I'm is... not interested in what Confucius says. What about Big Stoop and Tibet and Captain Blaze? Oh, here you are. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. Come on in and listen. You too, Pat. Oh, what's up? Hiya, Connie. Super. Hope we didn't break up a meeting, Burma. Yeah, he just came in time. Connie here tells me that he's been talking to Big Stoop, and Big Stoop tells Connie... Big Stoop tells Connie, but Big Stoop can't talk. He is making paper talk. Oh, he's writing it in Chinese, huh? Well, anyway, Connie says that Stoop says that he can show us where to find Captain Blaze in Tibet. It seems that Big Stoop used to live there. What? Let me finish, please, and you can talk all you want. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I guess that's all. Is Connie has a mapping of Tibet, you bet? Say. What's this? Let me see. Is mapping. Stupa put blots on paper. Huh? Uh, blots means blaze. Don't let it confuse you, boys. Uh, you, you mean this map, crude as it is, shows the location of Captain Blaze's headquarters? Is official from Stupa. Uh, where's that large map of Tibet? It's around here, Bummer. Oh, here it is. Uh, come over here, Connie. You too, Stoop. I want you boys to look at this larger map. Now then, Connie, ask Stoop where his rough sketch fits in on this big map. You understand what I mean? Oh, yes. Stoop understands, Connie, anyway. He's looking at the big map. Yeah. Get your finger out of the way, Stoop. I want to see what you're pointing at. Ah, this begins to make sense, folks. Look here. The sketch shows a hairpin turn in the river. And Big Stoop was pointing to a hairpin turn in the river. Yeah, the river's right at the China-Tibet border, too. Say, maybe this is the spot we're looking for. Maybe. But what about Flang? Would he take us to the same spot? So why not get him to draw a map or to point out the place on a map? And if it's the same spot as the one indicated by Big Stoop, well, at least we know we can locate Captain Blaze. That's right. We'll go and talk to Flang and get him to draw a map for us. That suits me. But suppose he refuses. Uh, unless I'm way off base, Mr. Flang will draw a map for us. He's anxious to get out of the hospital. We may have to take him along. But I'm casting my vote for action. I say, let's fly to Tibet and find Captain Blaze. That's the way I feel. With or without flying, I vote for Tibet. Well, I'm supposed to represent Madam Chai at any meeting we have with Captain Blaze. So, I'll cast Burma's ballot for the plane ride. And I imagine Flip Corkin will join us. How about you, Connie? Uh, Connie is voting for Blot. Well, you can never tell what'll happen when Terry and his friends start out for high adventure. Along comes the big, silent stoop, that loyal man mountain, and he knows enough about Tibet 
to sketch a map showing the hideout of the pirate plays. But what about the hospital patient playing? Well, we'll get to him in just a moment. Now for the good news you're all waiting for. First, here's what you do to become an Army pilot's good luck mascot. Just write this sentence on a piece of paper. I promise to buy a new war-saving stamp within a week and sign your name and address to it. In exchange for this patriotic promise, the Army Air Forces permit us to have your name as you sign it on the piece of paper enrolled on a microfilm scroll and given to the pilot of a North American B-25 bomber with this message. Good luck and drop one on the Japs and Nazis for me. That makes you an Army pilot's good luck mascot and is your reward for promising to buy a war stamp. Second, to show the world you're an Army pilot's good luck mascot, you'll want us to send you this big, beautiful color photo of the B-25 bomber and your pilot's mascot button. Now... Down in one corner of this gorgeous picture is your personal shield of honor showing your name and good luck message are riding with the pilot of a B-25 bomber. And in the same package, we send your handsome pilot's mascot button to proudly wear. Now, to get your picture and button, simply enclose two box tops from Quaker Puff Wheat Sparkies or Quaker Puff Rice Sparkies. That's all, just two box tops. But don't wait. Mail today. Your signed promise to buy a war stamp and thus become a pilot's mascot. And for your bomber picture and mascot button, be sure to enclose two box tops from Quaker Puff Wheat or Rice Sparkies. Mail your letter to Terry and the Pirates, Box Q, Q4 Quaker, Chicago. Got it? Terry and the Pirates, Box Q, Chicago. Next Monday, you'll be in the air with Terry and his friends. They'll be high above the mountains bound for Tibet and trouble. You bet. And as for the tricky Mr. Quang, well, he may be a passenger, too. So join us for sure next Monday, same time. There's Top Flight Adventure ahead. This is the Blue Network.